Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You're listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast, episode 45. You are listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast with Dr. Abby Metcalf. Change your relationship even if your partner won't do a thing. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Abby Metcalf, and this is the Relationships Made Easy podcast. Today's topic, how to be heard in any relationship. Yeah, if you have trouble feeling heard in your relationship, you are in the right place. Today, uh, today here's what you're going to learn. So th- first of all, you're going to learn the difference between hearing and listening. You're going to learn my three A's of effective listening, the triple A of effective listening. The big secret about being heard that has a little to do with the other person, and I'm going to explain this. And then, as always, I, you know, put things into a a process or steps or tips. So this is the five-step process for being heard in any relationship. And yeah, you can use these tips with, uh, you know, your partner, with friends, coworkers, bosses, family members, anybody. So I do want to say that it's really being heard in any relationship. Uh, And you know me, I generally focus on the romance, but anyone, this will work. So, and I do want to give a shout out to Katie R. This question does come from her. She had sent in um, something to me via email asking uh, about, you know, wanting help with not being heard in her relationship and also about how to speak her truth lovingly, which I loved. And I'm going to do a different episode on that. So thank you, KDR. All right. So let's just jump in because that's what I do, right? <laughs> so let, ask, let me ask this. Does any of this sound familiar? You're not listening to me. You, you misunderstood what I said. We just discussed this last night or yesterday. How could you forget already? Does, does any of that sound familiar? Yeah, I'm not in your home. 
So, or maybe this is another favorite. Maybe you've been chatting with someone and you kind of, you know, woke up in the middle of the conversation, you know, like when you're driving sometimes and you realize you missed your exit because you weren't paying attention, of course, which is super scary because I go like 80 miles an hour on the freeway, but still, uh, <laughs> or maybe you had a dialogue at work and then couldn't remember anything about it. Just maybe even a half an hour later. Well, this is because the average person only remembers, get this, about 25% of what someone has said just a few minutes after a conversation has ended. That's a little scary, isn't it? Um, that quote, that uh, stat, by the way, is from a, a good book called The Zen, the Zen of Listening by Rebecca Schaffier, uh, Schaefer. I'll put it, I'll link to it in the show notes. Uh, but anyway, right? 25%. You only remember about 25% of it right after the conversation has ended. And you're wondering why your partner doesn't remember that you asked them to like, you know, take out the garbage or to call if they were going to be home late or whatever. This is, this is why. The, the issue is that if you don't have any obvious hearing problems, right? So let's, let's put those aside. But the issue is that you tend to think that you listen naturally. It's just something you do automatically, like breathing or digestion or di digesting your food or blinking your eyelids. But this is your mistake because listening effectively is actually a skill. It's something you learn to do. Hearing is automatic, but listening is a learned skill. That's right. I said it. Hearing is automatic. Hearing we do. But listening itself is a learned skill. So, and I divide listening effectively into like a three, three part process. I call it the triple A of listening. And I do all that because uh, every one of these starts with A. And also because I like to give everything a catchy name in case you haven't caught on by now. <laughs> so, so basically, you're listening effectively when you've got these three A's, these three. Attentiveness. So you're, you're attentive. You're watching for nonverbal cues. You're looking at, you know, how the person you're talking to is standing, how they're, uh, how they're approaching something. The second A is awareness, uh, which is awareness of your reactions, your inner thoughts, you know, what's happening in your head as someone is talking to you or what's happening physically in your body as someone is talking to you. And the third A is actively thinking about what the other person is saying. You're, you're, that's truly effective listening. If you're in your head kind of half listening and, you know, trying to think about what you're going to say or getting defensive or not noticing that you're getting really hot under the collar or any of those things, that's not effective listening. So attentiveness to not, you know, to how the other person looks to their nonverbal cues, awareness of yourself, of your own reactions and inner thoughts, and actively thinking about what the other person is saying, that's the things you need. So understanding that it really is a skill to effectively listen means you can stop blaming your partner or your sister or your brother or whoever for not hearing you or for misunderstanding you or what you've said. Knowing it's a skill hopefully means you need to know and practice the components of effective listening if you're going to get good at it. It's not just something that's going to come quote unquote naturally. It's not just something you're born knowing to do. This is a skill and you've got to practice it. So and let me just say this, by the way, <laughs> before I move on, there's been a lot uh, published and I've seen a lot of books and all this other stuff about mindful listening 
And I don't like that because if you're truly listening and not just hearing, so if you're effectively listening, that is, you're being mindful as part of it, right? The awareness of your reactions and your inner thoughts, you're, you're paying attention to these cues, you're actively thinking about the other person saying you're in the here and now. So to me, I don't like adding an extra word. Why, why are we adding extra words? Why am I adding mindful? Because it's just truly what listening is. It, listening is mindful. Um, but I digress, you know, let's, <laughs> let, let me move on to the big secret of being heard. Okay. So the big secret, if you, I promised you a big secret, here it comes. If you want to be heard is that you need to take full responsibility. I know. No one likes to hear this, but this is, if you want to be heard, you have to take full responsibility for getting heard. It is not the other person's problem. When we don't feel heard, uh, we tend to blame the other person and we focus on what they are or aren't doing. And instead, you need to focus on what you are or aren't doing. It's your responsibility to actively set up the conversation so that effective listening can happen. And believe it or not, it's not as hard as you think, as long as you stick to my, of course, five-step process. So, and I know some of you listening right now going, no, you don't understand. It's different. Da, da, da. No, it's not. It, <laughs> yes, of course, all your situations are different. I don't mean to minimize that. What I'm saying is this is about always having a different kind of stance or mindset going in to, the, to any conversation. And if you want to be heard, it says to me that you're talking. You're going to be the one talking and you're looking for the other person to listen. So but again, there's a way to set this up so that they can listen well. And you're going to have to help them along, right? You're going to have to, if you went out, if you're really good at playing tennis and you went out with someone who's never played tennis before, don't you think you'd have to help them along? You wouldn't just go, well, it's their fault. They need to figure this out. I don't know why they're not playing well. They need to do something about it because, you know, other. but you're the one not having fun. You're the one trying to play and you don't have a good partner. This is the same. You can blame them all day, but at some point, if you want want to really get to that goal. Remember, I always say, do you want to be correct or effective? If you could be correct all day that they maybe should go to therapy or should do something to, to be better at this, but clearly they haven't. And so be effective. And what I'm going to teach you right now is how to be effective, how to be heard in your relationships by doing these five things. All right. So let me break them down for you. So step one is to listen effectively yourself. I need you to notice your own thoughts, your feelings, your physical reactions when your partner or whoever, anyone else is speaking to you. Are you feeling angry? Are you feeling defensive, uh, resentful, frustrated? What, what do you, what's going on in you? Whatever you're thinking and feeling is going to affect how well you listen. Remember, and I talk ad nauseum, as we know, about our wonderful brains and how they <laughs> shut down in times of fear. But basically, when you're feeling angry, defensive, resentful, or frustrated, those are fear-based emotions. And when you're having a fear-based emotion, it means that your amygdala, part of your brain and your limbic system, is lit up. When your amygdala is engaged, you can't access all those healthy tools you learned, all those great things Abby taught you in the last 20 podcasts. Those aren't available to you because they live in a different part of your brain that can't be accessed when the amygdala is lit up. The amygdala is all about fight, 
flight or freeze. Those are your only sort of responses there. You, you, you know how this is when you get into something, you see red, you just get, oh, it's always like this. This always happens. You never listen, whatever. We start getting into that head. So, and you can't even fully remember all that was even said when your amygdala is engaged. So you're going to miss half the conversation anyway. If you want to be heard, you've got to get very focused on listening to your partner. I know this sounds somehow antithetical, like, you know, the opposite of what you should be doing, but hear me out. So you got to listen to what they're saying, their body posture, their nonverbal cues, like those crossed arms or, uh, backing up when you're speaking to them. I had this the other day in the office. I I had a couple in my office and when the wife leaned forward to say something to her, to her, I shouldn't say the wife, sorry, their boyfriend, girlfriend, but the girlfriend leaned forward to say something to her boyfriend. And he, I saw him, he backed up, he leaned back on the couch, like he had been sitting up and I see him lean back away from her as she's speaking. And I, you got to notice this stuff, guys. So this was not someone who was listening to her or reacting well. So you know, think about it. How are they reacting? How is the other person reacting? Are they being angry, defensive, thoughtful, open? What What are you seeing? What are you getting? Really look, remember those three A's of effective listening. You have to effectively listen to them. So are you looking at how they're, you know, crossing their arms or backing up or whatever they might be doing, making faces? <laughs> are you aware of your own reaction to that? Oh, you know, he always does this or she's never listening or whatever. And are you really listening to what they are saying? So if they're shooting down your idea, let's say, let's say you're trying to tell them about something and they say something like, oh, you don't feel that way. No, that's not what, that's not what he meant when he said that to you, whatever, right? Maybe you're, maybe you're complaining about something your friend Bob said the other day to you and uh, your part and you're telling your partner about it and they're saying, no, no, that's not what happened. He didn't mean that. I don't know what you're thinking. Right. And you're feeling not heard. You're just like, why am I having this conversation? You're just siding with Bob. Listen to what that is. Why would your partner say something like that to you? What's really going on? I'm going to help you in a minute for what to ask right there or how to intervene right there. But notice, just trying to explain more about how you're right about what Bob was meaning isn't going to get you there. Remember, correct or effective. It's not going to get you where you want to go. So don't just try to push your agenda through. Listen to what the other person, your partner or whoever it is, is saying, or actually and what they don't say also. And you want to kind of incorporate that into your discussion. So you might ask your partner, um, hey, how are you feeling right now when I'm talking about this thing Bob said to me the other day that that upset me? And they might say, well, I don't know. I don't like, I'm not feeling anything. I just, you know, I'm telling you, Bob doesn't think that way. And you might go, well, you know, it seems to me like you're really defending him and not listening to me. Is there something else going on? Are you upset about what I'm saying? Do you, what, or you could ask, you know, what, what has you so sure that you're right about Bob? Can you, can you tell me more? Give me more information. Cause maybe you are wrong. Maybe Bob didn't mean it. We don't know yet. Uh, can you give me more information about why you think what I'm thinking is wrong? And what Bob's thinking is correct. And your partner might say something like, well, you know, you tend to think people are always after you or thinking bad things and they're really not. And, you know, but then you'll have more information. Why does your partner think you always think this? And you can ask questions about that. 
And as you can see, we start to actually have a deeper conversation. You have, you get through that surface level because really it's not about, I mean, the bigger conversation here, if your partner is agreeing with Bob, isn't about you being right about what Bob said. It's about your partner not believing you or thinking you overreact because where else is that showing up? How else is that coming into play in your relationship? These are the things you want to go after. So listening effectively yourself is huge. Now, be mindful or, you know, or self, uh, being mindful or self-aware, it, it's really critical for effective communication, meaning, again, being heard as well as hearing your partner. Okay. So this self-awareness is huge. Mindfulness encourages you to be aware of the present moment, right? And to, you know, let go of the distractions and your all your physical and emotional reactions to whatever people are saying to you. When you're not mindful, you can be distracted by your own thoughts, your own worries, you know, and you fail to see and hear what other people are actually doing and saying. That's what happens. So being in the moment like that, being really in it is is key. I, I can't even say that enough to really notice what's happening. And not allowing yourself to get pushed or pulled somewhere else. So when you're more self-aware in your moments, you'll notice that you're going to notice this too, that you're distracted and thinking about something else more than you'd like. (laughs) When you start really keying in with yourself, you'll start to notice when your mind is wandering. Or you might notice when you key in with yourself that you're reacting really strongly to maybe some small request. Maybe someone asked you for something that really isn't a big deal and you're reacting in a very strong way. It's it's because you're not really reacting to whatever's being said in the moment, right? Maybe it's reminding you of something. Maybe it's, you know, bringing up something from the past. And so you're having a stronger reaction. These are important things to be aware of. It's only going to be when you eliminate your own internal chatter, all that, that monkey mind, we call it, right? All that stuff going on in your head that you tune in a hundred percent to what your partner or whoever else is saying. So you can hear all that they're saying and respond Accordingly, if you only hear half because you're half listening and your mind is ping, ping, pinging all around, you're really, (laughs) you're not, you're not going to be there and you're not going to be able to really engage. And again, you're not listening effectively. So you can forget them really hearing you because no one's listening right now. Okay. So that's step one. Step one, you got me? Listen effectively yourself. Step two, I need you to watch for resistance. If you're getting resistance, you really need to stop. So if you want to be heard, you've got to make sure the other person is opening, is open to listening to you first. You, if that's not there, then there's really no reason to have this conversation. So if they're resistant to you or what you're saying, you are so dead in the water, it's not even funny. Now, of course, you're asking right now, well, Abby, how do I know if someone is being resistant? <laughs> and there are basically four general categories Uh of resistant behavior. And they all have clear signs once you know what to look for. So one way that people resist is arguing. So if you're saying something to, we'll just say your partner right now, but if you're saying something to your partner and they start challenging you or discounting it or uh, dismissing what you're saying, oh, Bob didn't mean that or whatever, or maybe even open hostility, you know, you, you always say things like this, you know, they're kind of at you. Or if they're defensive, if they're acting really defensive, any of that is resisting 
what you're saying. And you're, this isn't going to go any farther. You've hit some nerve. I don't, we don't know what it is yet, but th- we're not on a good track. The other way people resist is interrupting. If, if they start talking over you, cutting you off, not, you know, not allowing you to finish a full thought, that is someone who does not want to hear what you have to say. It's obvious, isn't it? When you think about it, they're interrupting you because they don't want to hear it. Uh, yet we'll keep talking and keep trying even as they interrupt. It's, it, that's a time when you have to stop the conversation. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps to detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The third way people show resistance is denying. Uh, so they might uh, blame you. They might just you know, disagreeing, but not that open arguing, just some disagreement, Uh, excusing, minimizing. Maybe they're really pessimistic. They're really reluctant. They're showing no willingness to change. Any of those is sort of denying what's actually happening and using something to kind of set you off on another angle, uh, get you thinking about something else. So if they start, for example, if I start if you're trying to tell me something, but then I turn it around and start blaming you, uh, right? I'm immediately putting the focus somewhere else. This happens a lot in arguments. Uh, you might say to your partner, you know, it really upset me when you came home in a bad mood yesterday. And they'll say, well, you come home in a bad mood all the time. <laughs> and you get, right? They just start blaming you and attacking you. These are ways that you know that, oh, I am not being heard. I did not say that well. I need to figure out another approach, right? To talking about, Uh, how I feel or talking about what I'm seeing. And then the fourth way that resistance shows up, and people miss this one a lot, is uh, ignorance. Basically, this is when someone is shoulder shrugging you, not paying attention. They don't answer. They don't respond. They completely sidetrack. You're you're talking about something huge and you'll say, oh, I just want to interrupt for a minute. You know, I don't want to forget. Don't let me forget to tell you what Janie at work said or something. That's sidetracking. That's getting you off topic. Claiming some sort of ignorance in some way uh, with that just being, you know, looking somewhere else or being inattentive to you in some way. uh, And again, or not answering at all. All of these are ways that people are are telling you that they're being resistant to what you're saying. And if you see any of these behaviors the arguing, interrupting, denying, or ignorance, the conversation is going nowhere fast. Nowhere. You're in a power struggle. So you need to shift the energy if you want something to happen. So the first thing to do is to notice that it's happening. There's that pesky self-awareness again. (laughs) I keep talking about right here it is again. But the second thing to do is something else. The second you see this, 
do something else. Uh, and, you know, try another tack. Stop what you're doing. Um, think about another way you could ask or, or talk about what you're talking about. Or like I said earlier, you might, if someone keeps interrupting you, you might say, hey, is this really not a good time to talk? Because you've been interrupting a lot and I'm, I'm feeling like you're rushed. Are you rushed? It's okay if this isn't a good time. Let's find another time. Um, anything like that. You know, some way to, again, kind of create conversation where there is none because all of these resisting forces are letting you know that there's, there, we're not making any forward progress. So... And by the way, make sure you're not the one doing the interrupting or the dismissing or the whatever. Make sure that you're really, you know, holding true to all this. You you want to find your patience and keep coming back to the present moment. It's really what you got to do. Keep coming back. Keep coming back. Um, you know, you might say, um, well, you said this was a good time to talk, but I feel like you're, you know, really just constantly challenging what I'm saying and and not really listening. Or is there another way I could say this? Because it doesn't feel to me like you want to hear it. Is it my tone? Is it the way I'm asking? Can you, can you give me a little more information about, you know, why you're reacting this way? And they might go, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm happy to hear it. This is great. And you'll say, well, but you keep, uh, you know, uh, being defensive around this, or you keep sort of blaming me, or you keep talking about Joanne at work when I'm trying to talk about, you know, this issue between us. So I'm getting the idea that you don't want to talk about it. And it just calls their attention so that they can either, you know, go again, go deeper into a conversation, or they might continue to deny it, but you'll know at least that you have to stop talking in that moment and try a different tack later. Uh, whatever it is, you'll get information for what to do next. So there you go. So that's step two. You got to watch for the resistance. Step three, and this is an important one, and maybe I should have done this first, is get their complete attention first. Now, so there are two main ways really to do this, right? There's two main ways. One is pay attention to the environment and make sure there are as few distractions as possible. Uh, people, I don't know. I know you want to communicate and be heard, but then you set yourself up to not be. <laughs> so notice the surroundings. Is your partner watching the game? Are they in the middle of furiously getting back to emails that they said they were really late with? Are they watching the final episode of Game of Thrones? Is their phone in their hand? Are they eating? Are the kids running in and out of the room? Is the dog barking? I, I see people all the time. They'll come in, they'll talk to me. I don't see you, but you come in and talk to me about it. And they'll say, oh my, he, he doesn't listen to me. And, I, and I'll always ask, well, when were you talking? What was going on? And sh sure enough, or maybe it's when your partner first came home from work, they're exhausted, they walk in the door and you start in with something. You know, again, these, you have to think about the overall environment. You really do. Uh, and make sure, otherwise you can't get their complete attention. They just, maybe they really have to go, you know, I get home from work, I got to go pee. You know, I, <laughs> there's some stuff I have to do first. I have to like, maybe I want to change this, like, I don't know, get out of my high heels or oh, usually I like my high heels, but you know what I mean. Uh, or maybe I need something to eat. Maybe I'm a little hungry. Uh, any of these things, you, you don't have their full attention if any of those things are going on. So really think about that. And then the second piece of getting their complete attention first is, and one of my favorites, and I've talked about this before, 
is to ask permission before you start speaking. This is huge and, and it really helps. So uh, asking, hey, is this a good time to talk? Or, um, hey, there's something I wanted to ask you. Is, is now a good time? Those are great things to ask. So to really, and, and here's the key, you, you have to wait for the answer. So some of you ask the question, but then kind of barrel forward. You know, is this a good time to talk? Because I really want to talk to you about blah, 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 blah. You know, it, this is not the way to do it. You say, hey, do you have like 15, 20 minutes right now? And wait for the answer. Be quiet. And they'll say yes or no. Now, if they say yes, but they still have their phone in their hand and they're glancing at it, say, well, I, I really want your complete attention. Can you, can you tell me when, you know, it'll be good to have your complete attention? And I, again, I just need like 20 minutes, but I really, I really want us to sit and do this. And they might say, no, I'm fine. This is good. And you'll say, well, I don't want your phone in your hand. You know, I'd really like us to go sit in the other room right now. You know, you're still helping the kids with their homework. The, the, I, I'd like us to really be able to focus for a minute. Um, so that's really, really good. So it's, if it's not a good time though, let's say your partner says, no, I'm exhausted. I do not want to talk about this. So if it's not a good time, schedule a time to speak and keep to that commitment. So don't just say later, later doesn't really work later. Nothing happens later. Okay. Nothing happens later. So instead you might say, well, do you, how about tonight around eight? Would that be better? Like, you know, the kids will be done with their homework or, you know, or maybe at eight o'clock, you know, when we always walk the dog, would that be a good time to do this? Uh, you know, come up with a time and they might go, well, I don't know how I'm going to feel later. I'm not really sure. And you can say, well, I'm going to check back in then at seven and I'm going to ask again, you'll let me know. And we'll go from there. Just don't be put off because often the other person will try to avoid the conversation if, if they think, you know, you got to talk. Uh, and so you want to make sure they stay engaged and you stay with some kind of commitment. Okay. So that's number three, getting their complete attention first. Step number four for being heard is keep bringing the focus to the here and now. Now, I want to make sure I say this well. So when you're bringing something up, you or the other person might use phrases like, you know, you always X or you never Y, you know, whatever, you know, you always do this, you never do that. These aren't helpful. And really, whenever either of those is used by you or someone else, you're putting the focus on past behaviors, right? Always, never, that always, that already happened. That's, that's what, what you're saying by using that language. It's from the past. And before you know it, you'll be defending something you did five years ago or arguing about how what they said isn't true or all these conversations are dragging you from your goal of being heard in the present. Whenever you use this language, I've seen it over and over and over. And I can't impress upon you enough how for it, the big issue is that number one, it's not true. There's nothing that's always a never. It just doesn't really work that way. There's There might have only been one time your partner did it the way you wanted, <laughs> but there's probably the one time. Or, and regardless, they think, they can think of a time, trust me, they can definitely think of a time when they did do it, when they did do it the way you wanted, or they did say the thing, you whatever. And what happens when you say you never X or you always Y, they immediately go, well, they're wrong. So whatever you're saying for the rest of this conversation is wrong. So I don't have to listen now. You will not be heard 
if you have any of that language, all that generalizing language in what you're saying. So you have to be, and you're not being in the present. You're not talking about what's happening right now. And so, and you always want to be bringing up things, if you want to be heard, something that's happening now, not something that happened three months ago, not something that, you know, happens sporadically, but hasn't happened for a month. You want to always, you know, try to strike while the iron's hot, so to speak, and you want to bring something up close to when the thing happens so you can have a real conversation about it. Now, instead, so what I want you to do is focus on what is happening right now, like I said. So again, think of that. What's happening right now? How am I feeling right now? And you can bring both of your attention back to the present moment. You, and I did this earlier in this podcast as I was speaking, when if the person maybe is upset or uh, acting, or maybe they're even just looking off into space, you can say, hey, you can name that feeling. You can bring them to the present moment. You can say, um, it seems like you're distracted right now. Or um, am, are you, do you feel defensive with what I'm saying? It, it feels that way. You bring them right into the moment. There's nothing like bringing a feeling into the moment because that's where it's really at. It's not in how you felt in the past or how you might feel in the future. It really brings people right here, right now. And you'll need to do this over and over generally because we do like to deflect and distract. Uh, and some of that's conscious and some of that's unconscious, but it happens. And so these types of conversations, you know, there's a lot of avoidance. So notice how you're feeling. And really what I want you to do is focus on being patient, loving, and kind. If you, again, correct or effective, if you want to be effective, patience, love, and kindness are definitely the ways to go. And keep coming back. And so even if the person says, no, I'm not distracted, I'm listening. And you can then even say, well, why do you think I think you're distracted? Why do you think I would say that to you? And trust me, they'll be like, huh? Uh, well, I don't know. I don't know. And they'll usually give it to you. Well, maybe because I, I was looking at my phone, but that was just for a second. I'm really listening. <laughs> uh, or I have a really important call coming in. So I just have to sort of listen, you know, the, or the, they'll say something like that. And that's enough to say, well, yeah, okay. If you really have to take that phone call, why don't we just table this? Tell you what, why don't you make the phone call and I'll come back to you uh, at at eight o'clock tonight or at four o'clock or whatever. And we'll have the conversation then. You can do any of that. So it, being in the here and now, bringing the focus back to the present, how you're feeling, what you're saying, what's happening in the, in the moment, that's where you want to be. That's a key to being heard. Because then you're bringing the person into the present moment. They'll be more aware of what they're doing and how they're reacting to you. And they'll actually, even if they deny it, even if they say, no, no, I'm not defensive, they'll stop being so defensive. You'll see. It'll, it'll lessen it for sure because they'll be more aware of it. Okay. Step five to being heard. Have them repeat back what you said. I love this one. It's so easy. So it's really one of the best ways to know if what you're saying is being understood, if it's being understood, you know, the way you mean it, asking the other person to repeat back what they heard is, is, is epic. So generally it's in a format like, um, so what I heard you say was, or, you know, I understand that you want X or think Y, you know, I understand this thing. And when you're asking them, you can say, hey, can you tell me what you 
heard me say just now? What did you just hear me say? I want to, I want to hear your, or you can say, I'd like to hear your thoughts on what I just said. Do you agree? This isn't really repeating, but it's close. Uh, Any of that will get you there. It's so simple. It's such a great way to be heard, to know you're being heard because when they respond, you can say, well, actually I didn't mean, that's not what I said. I was folk, or that's not how I meant it. Be careful of that's not what I said. You don't want to spend an hour wordsmithing. Well, you said the, not a, and I don't know. You want to, <laughs> you, cause you want to be, again, you want to be effective, not correct. So you might go back and go, wow, I'm, I don't know why that came across that way, but can, let me try that again. Here's what I was meaning to say. Here's what I would like you to understand and say it again. And then say, what did you hear that time? Or did you hear anything different that time? And usually, because the, now they're paying closer attention, usually they'll give you the, the better quote unquote answer, you know, more of what you meant when you said it. So for some of you, following this five-step process will feel artificial in the beginning. I just want to say that. But this is how all new skills develop. So again, if you've never played tennis before, you'd feel really artificial and stilted in the beginning, right? You get out there, you'd be focused on all the mechanics. Maybe you took a lesson, right? You, then you go out to play. You think, okay, I got to stop. I have to set. I have to step forward while I bring the racket back. I have to fall through after I hit the ball, right? Da, 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 da. It's, it's, if you've learned anything new, how to swing a golf club or driving a shift car, <laughs> for some of you listening, you're like, car, uh, you know, it's like, oh, the brake and the clutch and the shift and the, you know, there's all these things to think about. In the beginning, it's really stilted and funky and not smooth at all. However, over time, right, if you stick with it, you'll get better over time because remember, it's a skill and it'll become more natural and have a flow. So I, I want you to expect it to be a little bit cumbersome at first and require more effort when you're first starting out. Again, folks go to this place of, oh, I read this thing really quick and now I've heard this podcast. So now I'm going to go and do this really good and be heard. And it, you have to really stop and think. And you might even create a little... Um, little cheat sheet with these five things to just keep in mind, or you might just keep one of the steps, just work on one. You might think, uh, okay, I'm really gonna, uh, watch for resistance. I'm going to, if there's any resistance, I'm gonna, I'm going to listen for that. Any arguing or interrupting, I'm going to really pay attention and to all those nonverbal cues and all those little ways of speaking. And if that happens, I'm going to bring the focus to the here and now. Maybe I'll use those two, those two steps of the process. You don't always have to use all five. All five is great, but you know, we're all human and sometimes that doesn't happen. So think about where, where you want to be in these five and think about how you're going to remember to use them in the moment. And I have no issue with people uh, stepping up to a want to be heard conversation and saying, Hey, I took some notes, uh, cause I really want us to have a good conversation about X or Y. And I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm going to read from my notes a little bit and that's okay because it can help us in those moments of heightened anxiety or heightened emotional emotionality to anchor us like, Oh yeah, that's what I meant to say. That's what I want to say. That's what I want to say. It really can help to just have some notes in front of you. There's nothing wrong with it. 
So that's it for today. This is what you learned all about my five-step process for being heard. I'm so excited to share it with you. I really want to give a shout out right now to my connection quickies on YouTube. You, I will link to it in the show notes. I would really, 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 I'm begging, appreciate you going to my YouTube channel and hitting the subscribe button. Uh, and maybe even watching some connection quickies. They're just really quick tips to help deepen uh, your connection and your relationship. And they tend to be about five minute little videos with my mug, if you don't mind looking at me for a little while. And uh, I really, you know, to get the word out and to have more people aware of this free information, just like this podcast, I think everyone deserves to have great free information about how to have awesome relationships. And that's what these are meant to do. But if only a few people are listening, we're not going to spread the word like I want. So I really want lots of people getting all this great information and creating better relationships. So please go over to YouTube, subscribe to my channel to, and, you know, get us up over a hundred and even more and uh, even check some out. You might really like them. And I hope to see you on the next podcast. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast at www.abbymedcalf.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter. A health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.